Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright, but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. last left our story, Jack and Sarah had been sent by Dr. Atticus Bell to break into billionaire industrialist Max McQueen's power plant. After running into a few bumps at the front door, Jack's quick thinking got them through the gate. Now, dressed as a robot repair crew, they prepare to enter through the power plant's front door, right under Max's nose. Can they pull off their scheme? Find out in part four of the case of the unrung bell. Hey, you two got clearance. You gotta be kidding me. We just gave everything over to the guy at the gate. All right, all right, take it easy. Just, just let me scan your ID badges. Oh, good. So why are you guys here this time? We're here because your conduit cleaner got all jacked up, sport. Again? Jesus. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, it checks out. We got you on the docket. Hey, what happened to Lenny? Usually they send him down for the CCs. Lenny is on vacation. Well, if you see him, tell him he owes me. The Neon Nightmare was nothing but a bucket of bolts and scrap metal after the fight. Still counts, even if you don't like it. Yeah, I uh, heard about that one. Damn if I didn't lose last week's paycheck. Some serious bullshit. Yeah, yeah, go cry to someone who gives a damn. Take the lift to level 9. The passcode to the storage room is M11, M6, M7. Have a nice day. Hmm. I'd say this is going pretty well. Wouldn't you? That was the easy part, Tracer. Now it gets tricky. So what comes next? Now we ride up to level 9 and find that storage room. Doesn't sound tricky to me. Yeah, well, tell me how you feel in a few minutes. This is us. I followed her off the elevator and down a long corridor illuminated by red running lights. Large letters, numbers, and shapes were written above doors and hallways, connecting what was quickly beginning to seem like an enormous maze. Sarah came to a stop at a door labeled CC-17. She punched in the security code, then reached up to activate her earpiece. Dr. Bell, do you copy? Yes. Yes, I hear you. Are you in position? Affirmative. Proceed with phase two. And remember, be careful. Don't worry, Doc. I'll take care of it for you. Contact me again when you get to the control room. Stand back, Tracer. I'm going to cut into the air duct above us. 
What are we cutting a hole in the air duct for? This is going to take us down to the reactor floor. From there, we should be able to find our way to the control room. You expect me to fit in that thing? Oh, it'll work. Dr. Bell said he did the calculations and you'll fit. It may not be pleasant, but it'll work. Now, give me a leg up. (laughs) Hand me up the toolboxes. All right, now give me your hand. Jesus, now I know what a freaking sardine feels. Funny. Now grab the tools and keep loose. Slow down. Make this look so easy. I can barely move my legs. Well, you better figure out how to hurry. We need to make it to the reactor floor before they discharge the excess heat. Afraid of things heating up a little bit? The discharge should be roughly 700 degrees, so I think it would be wise if we moved as fast as possible. That doesn't sound too bad. 700 degrees Celsius. Oh. I followed Sarah down the duct, twisting every which way like a massive labyrinth. Dust and debris that had accumulated over the years caked the inside of the vents, and our passage kicked it up into the air. <clears throat> the increasingly thick atmosphere <coughs> made it hard to see Sarah just a few feet in front of me, and it became <coughs> increasingly difficult to breathe. <coughs> How much further? I can barely see where I'm going in this dust cloud. <coughs> Not much. Sarah stopped abruptly, and I nearly ran into the back of her. I squinted out a glance over her shoulder and saw the giant chasm opening up in front of her, a huge cylindrical chamber. It was pocked with all the openings of other air ducts from different parts of the plant, and it was a long way down to the bottom. Dead end. Shit. I take it this massive hole was not part of the plan. I knew they led to an industrial chimney. I just didn't realize how big it would be. This complicates things. So, now what? Now? I suppose we could try to find a way to circumvent the chamber. If we go back to the last intersection, there might be another route. What? Wait. What's that noise? What noise? Do you hear that? It sounds like... Like thumping off in distance. Damn. Okay, plan B. We're going to try to swing down to the next vent. How the hell are we going to do that? Why can't we just hurry back to the intersection? No time. We've got about 30 seconds before it gets here. Get ready to move. Sarah reached into her jumpsuit and pulled out what appeared to be a railway spike with a thick cord attached. She raised it high above her head and then slammed it into the lip of the vent opening. <sighs> She then spun back to face me and rolled backward, disappearing into the chasm. I rushed to the edge and looked down. Dangling about ten yards below was Sarah. Hurry up! The next vent is right below me. Now wait till I give you the all clear and then rappel down. I don't think the cord will support both of us. Uh, sure thing. Just make it quick if you can. There. Oh shit, the orb! It's in the toolbox! You need to grab the energy! 
Are you kidding me? I got it. All right, Sarah, I'm coming down. With the energy orb in one hand and the cord in the other, I jumped off the ledge. And a moment later came the fiery blast from the vent. The sheer force of the blast sent me spinning and I slammed into the wall. I clutched the orb in one arm and the cord in the other. But I could feel it slipping through my fingers. I skittered along the side of the chasm, falling further and further through the abyss. I squeezed with all my might, desperate to find any sort of traction. And then suddenly, the cord ran out. And I was falling down into the black ether below. And then, there was nothing. Hello listeners, Will Snyder here of Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer, and it's time for another edition of our audio drama Spotlight. This time we're taking a look at Still Human. Join the crew of the Don de Du, representatives of the Copernica Corporation, colonists of Port Wallace, as they settle and explore the faraway planet of G-159C unlocking mysteries and shaping the future of a world follow with the still human podcast journey to g159c available on itunes spotify google play and podcast apps everywhere and if you would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight hit us up at neon nights podcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And now, back to Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Jack? Jack, can you hear me? Red? Where are you, Jack? Uh, I'm right here, Red. Why did you leave, Jack? Why did you leave us? Why did you leave me? I'm... I'm sorry, Red. I'll be back soon. No, you won't. You'll never make it back. Never. Don't say that, Red. Red. Come back, Red. Come back! It came from over there. What do you think it was? Probably just another pigeon or something. A pigeon? I never heard a little bird like that make so much freaking noise. Well, a pigeon ain't exactly little. It's pretty substantial. All right. I never heard a bird of any size make that kind of racket. Maybe it was a maintenance bot malfunctioning. We already had some issues with one of the CCs. This shithole's really falling apart, man. Tell me about it. Okay, I'll check out the pumps. You check the vent. Why do I have to check the vent? You know I have allergies. Fine, I'll do it. You go check the pumps. Meet me back here in five. Got it. I didn't recognize the voices. I opened my eyes, but the world around me was one tremendous blur. I quickly closed them again as my head began to swim. There was no telling how far I'd fallen exactly, but I was lucky to be alive. But aside from my distorted vision, 
and tremendous ache that ran throughout my body. I didn't seem to have any serious injuries. That was strange. I felt the cold, hard, concrete floor beneath me that should have at least broken some bones or knocked loose a few teeth. But to my surprise, I seemed to have a concussion and and little else. I carefully pushed myself to my feet and slowly opened my eyes again. After a few moments, the world slid into focus. Above me, I could see the wide, circular opening of the vent I'd fallen through and a massive, damaged fan blade. I must have fallen a few hundred feet and passed through the fan. How I had done that, without anything more than a few bumps and bruises, was beyond me. I'm just gonna... Oh, holy shit. Something smashed up this concrete to pieces. Oh, Christ. Whatever it was really did a number on the blade. Must have fallen from pretty high up to leave a mark like that. All right. Steady, Jack. No sudden movements. Tracer, are you there? Can you hear me? Sarah? Hey, hold it right there, pal. Ah, damn it. Sorry, buddy. Looks like you're out of luck. Put that pistol down. Come with me. Uh, listen. I'm a little lost. Is this Sector Z? Sector Z? Can you hear me? What's going on? What the heck are you talking about? There is no Sector Z. Now drop that pistol and put your hands up. Sure thing. I'll drop it. That's more like... Sorry about that, Sarah. I had to deal with a little, uh, unwanted attention. How on earth did you survive that fall? No idea. Everything else on me was broken or smashed to bits. The pistol, the force field generator... Of course! When you slammed into the wall, you must have smashed the cylinder. Once it's broken, the force field is deployed. So the force field broke my fall? Well, how'd it do that? You know, that actually survived the fall intact. Maybe in better shape than me. That's great news! When I didn't see any gigantic explosions, I realized that the orb was likely still intact. Gigantic explosions? I need you to find the main reactor. It should be close by. I'll meet you there as soon as I can. And be careful with that orb. I doubt it can survive another fall like that. Sarah, out. Find the main reactor. Jesus, Jack. What have you gotten yourself into? What dangers await our hero within the heart of Power Facility Alpha? Can Jack and Sarah complete their mission? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an evil kitten production. Please visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. We also have a Patreon. Get access to our amazing rewards at patreon.com forward slash evilkittenproductions. 
we'd like to thank our current patrons, Brett Fleming, Laura Snyder, Suzanne Craig, Byron Veerling, Destry Cloud, Mike Callahan, Mike Troop, Alex Hensley, Leslie Calderon, Joyce Sarka, Judin Keith, Janan and Sarah, and Austin Beach. The episode, The Case of the Unrung Bell, was written by C.J. Chapman and directed by Leslie Chapman. Our theme song was done by Daniel Carl, with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Dr. Saxlove. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Atticus Bell is played by C.J. Chapman. Sarah is played by Kate Booth. Security guard number one is played by Aaron Sarka. Security guard number two is played by Sarah Sarka. Red is played by Rachel Craig. And narration is done by John Patrick Wenzel. Please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer and our Evil Kitten page at Evil Kitten Pods. If you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And finally, if you love the show, help us grow by liking, sharing, and subscribing to Neon Knights. Thanks for listening.